0: This is Napkin Scribbles, a podcast by author and professor Lynn Sweet. Support for Napkin Scribbles comes from George Fox Evangelical Seminary in Portland, Oregon. There's an early chronicle of Plymouth Settlement called New England's First Fruits. It was published in 1643. And here is the summary of the aims of the Puritans. I'm going to quote this directly, and I'm doing so because I want to follow up to my last napkin scribble about kind of my my little rant against and the problems of theological education today. But I want to I want to emphasize in this podcast the importance of of learning, and in fact it's one of the really good translations for the word, the Greek word M-A-T-H-E-T-E-S that we, we translate as disciple or follower, but it could also be translated learner. When Jesus said learn from me, he was really defining the nature of discipleship. It's learning, constant learning, lifelong learning. And um, the, the, the early Puritans understood this. And so I'm going to quote this account. Remember, this was written in 1643. Um, After God had carried us safe to New England, and we had builded our houses, provided necessaries of our livelihood, reared convenient places for God's worship, and settled the civil government, one of the next things we longed for, listen to this again, one of the next things we longed for and looked after was to advance learning and perpetuate to our posterity, dreading to leave an illiterate ministry to our churches when our present ministers shall lie in the dust. Is that fantastic or what? Did they have their priorities right or what? These early Puritans that we make fun of and lambast and but wait a minute listen carefully to their priorities i'm going to read it one more time and i want you to hear the priorities after god has carried us safe to new england and we had built our houses provided necessaries of our livelihood reared convenient places for god's worship and settled the civil government one of the next things we longed for and looked after was to advance learning and perpetuate it to our posterity, dreading to leave an illiterate ministry to our churches when our present ministers shall lie in the dust. Here's the right priority. First, the home. Next, the necessities of life. Um, Livelihood. Food. Family. Three, worship. So first, the home. Next, um, livelihood. Third, worship. Fourth, civil order. And then, fifth, education, learning. It was that important. And the result of their dream? Well, they started an institution you might have heard of. They started it in 1636, actually, seven years before it was what I just read was written. And it's an institution that um, now is. Well, it boasts an endowment of $37 billion. It's called Harvard University. Now, the South, the Jamestown um, settlement, they didn't get their schools going until 1693, 50 years later. But um, they started a place called William and Mary. And what we forget when I'm sure people at Harvard today, and both women and Mary are kind of embarrassed about it a little bit, <coughs> they started as church schools. They started as part of the priorities of these early Christians that wanted to get their priorities right. Right, and from the very beginning, after they after they built their homes and they established a way to make a living, and after they put it in their churches and they started government, the next thing they did was to, um, to get a place of learning. We, if you look at these early school... I mean, when you think of the word revivalism, a revivalist, uh, it, it, everybody kind of, oh, rolls their eyes. But it, it's out of this revivalistic heritage that we have. Well, let me give you the, some of the names of the schools started by these revivalists. Um, Princeton, Columbia, Rutgers, Brown, Dartmouth, um, University of Pennsylvania... Um, anybody heard of these uh, Princeton was then called the College of New Jersey but it was if you could believe it Presbyterian revival that started the school um, in the 1740s about 110 years after Harvard and, and the first five presidents were revival preachers George Whitefield um, is many regarded the indirect founder of the College of Philadelphia um and Princeton and Dartmouth were founded by these revivalists. Um, this demand, desire, dream of an educated, a learned uh, ministry was um, was so important. And it ought to be important to us. And um, if we got our priorities right, this ought to be one of the highest priorities of life in the top five. Um learning for our kids the right kind of learning for our kids for our our ministers for our missionaries and that's that's one of my problems um uh, I really believe that I say I used to be a learner professor now I'm a learner that's my fundamental definition is I'm a learner I'm constantly learning the one I learned from the most is Jesus but I want to learn from everybody and anyone I'm just ravenous for learning but I'm too mystical for the rationalists. I'm too rationalist for the orthodox. I'm too orthodox for the progressives. I'm too progressive for the conservatives. I'm too conservative for the academics. I'm too academic for the charismatics. I'm too charismatic for the Jesus-focused. And I'm too Jesus-focused for everyone. And that's right where I want to be. A learning that focuses on the one who we learn the most from, or as he himself put it, our Lord and our Savior, learn of me and learn from me. Hence, we hear uh, the importance of learning and a life-long learning. Go out and learn your living.